0: You're listening to Comedy Central. August 15th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Ears edition. thank you so much for tuning in. Our guest tonight, actor, you probably know him from HBO's Silicon Valley, Jimmy O. Yang is here, everybody. We're gonna be talking about his new movie, Crazy Rich Asians. But first, let's get to today's headlines. This has been another rough week for the Trump White House. Scandals, bad press, bad poll numbers. But the good news is, they found someone to blame. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders dropping a bombshell at today's White House briefing. She walked in and read a statement
1: from President Trump announcing that the White House is revoking the security clearance of former CIA director John Brennan. Mr. Brennan has recently leveraged his status to make a series of unfounded and outrageous allegations, wild outbursts on the internet and television. Mr. Brennan's lying and recent conduct characterized by increasingly frenzied commentary is wholly inconsistent with access to the nation's most closely held secrets.
0: Unfounded allegations, wild internet outbursts and lying? Sounds like Sarah Sanders is just reading from President Trump's daily schedule. (laughs) sounds like to me. It's like, Mr. President, we need to wrap this up. You'll be late for your 12.30 outburst. Come on. (laughs) And look, I don't really understand why former officials need to keep their security clearance forever. I mean, as far as I know, Nick Fury isn't showing up at John Brennan's apartment unannounced (laughs) to bring him back for one last job. But something tells me that Trump isn't just protecting secrets for the good of the country.
1: As part of this review, I am evaluating action with respect to the following individuals. James Clapper, James Comey, Michael Hayden, Sally Yates, Susan Rice, Andrew McCabe, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and Bruce Ohr.
0: Okay, that's just Trump's enemies list. (laughs) It really is. He's trying to hide it as something else. I'm canceling security clearance for James Comey, Peter Strzok, Rosie O'Donnell, Fake News Gun Lemon, Antifa, And the girl at McDonald's who gave me barbecue sauce instead of honey mustard. (laughs) I thought my tongue was having a stroke, folks. Very scary. (laughs) Now, there is some other big news today that we have to talk about. A Pennsylvania grand jury has reported that the Catholic church there protected more than 300 priests who were accused of abusing children over seven decades. Yeah, and that's just in Pennsylvania, right? just in Pennsylvania. Like, we're not even counting the rest of America and Europe and Africa. And I'm sorry, guys, at at some point, I feel like we need to stop calling it a church and start calling it what it is, a molesting club with an opening prayer, because that's what it feels like. This is becoming so widespread, at this point, confession is just gonna be a two-way conversation between priests. It's gonna be like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. (laughs) This shit never ends. Anyway, let's move on. In other news, It looks like the TSA is upping their game from busting rule breakers to
2: busting moves. Something fun on a security line at an airport, if you can believe that. Let's take a look at this. A boy tosses away his stuffed animal, daring a TSA officer to a dance-off while his family was going through security at Newark Airport.
0: Oh, this is so cute. I mean, 30 people missed their flights, but oh, oh, oh! How could you miss Grandpa's funeral? I know, I'm sorry, but he was in the kid. He was doing the thing, and oh, man. And can we all just agree that this kid is probably just a cover for his parents to sneak cocaine through security? <laughs> it's like, okay, Billy, go do the dancing, go do it. Two more kilos, two more kilos, let's move. All right, let's move on to our top story. Over the past few days, Omarosa has been dropping more tapes than Lil Wayne in his prime. <laughs> but all the talk has been about the one tape that we haven't heard. Tonight, as we come on the air, the explosive allegations, Omarosa, she's now claiming she's heard a recording of the president using
1: the N-word. Magician Penn Gillette says he knows for a fact there are tapes of President Trump saying racist remarks. He says he knows such recordings exist because he was in the room when at least one incident happened. Can you stand
2: at the podium and guarantee the American people they'll never hear Donald Trump uttered the N-word on a recording in any context? Uh,
1: I can't guarantee uh, anything, but I can tell you that the president addressed this question directly. I can tell you that I've never heard it.
0: You can't guarantee it? <laughs> I feel like this should be the easiest question ever, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders still can't answer it confidently? It's like your wife asking, Harold, can you guarantee me that I'll never see an underwater sex tape with you in Bigfoot? <laughs> And you go, look, honey, I can't guarantee anything. I, I do know that I love you, though. But the truth is, we don't know if there's a tape. But that hasn't stopped everyone from having an opinion on the tape.
1: Let's say Omarosa yeah. has these tapes. Let's say the president used the N-word. Does it matter? It would
2: be a bombshell for the president. Absolutely nothing changes. It would be, uh, I think, beyond devastating. I don't see his numbers changing. It might actually increase his support among the people who support him. Is there anything
0: that could come out right. that would change the situation? The only thing I could think of is a tape, him, the a tape of him using the N-word over mm-hmm. and over again. So I think only one N-word doesn't get us there. What? <laughs> only one N-word doesn't get us there? Whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy's making it sound like if you use the N-word once, it doesn't count. You realize you don't get a free trial with the N-word, okay? It's racism, not Hulu. To help us make sense of the N-word controversy, we turn to our very own N-word expert, Roy Wood Jr., everybody!
2: Roy... Roy, I'm, I'm dying to know, man. What do you... What do you make of this whole N-word tape scandal? Dude, Trevor, I feel like we've come full circle here. Because here I am today, hoping Donald Trump didn't say the N-word, but I spent eight years hoping Obama would. <laughs> Just once, just once, I wanted Barack to just let loose. You know, uh, uh, the state of the union is strong, my niggas, and (laughs) it would be even stronger if it wasn't for these crazy niggas over here. You're a hater, McConnell. (laughs) Jeff Sessions is a hater, too. I'm not gonna lie, that that would've been dope, but but for President Trump, if a recording came out of him uh, using the N-word, the fallout would be catastrophic. You really think so? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well then guess what? I got my hands on some of the tapes of Trump saying racist things. Check it out.
1: When Mexico sends its people they're not sending their
0: best. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists.
2: That's exclusive, bro. <laughs> secret tape. There's nothing exclusive about that. That's not a secret tape. That was Trump launching his campaign. Okay, all right, well, there, there, there's another one. What about this one?
1: Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims
0: entering the United States. Roy, that was <laughs> Trump
2: <laughs> at another He's... rally. These are all things that he said in public. That's my point, Trevor. You don't need to wait for a secret tape to prove Trump is a racist. He's been saying shit like this in public for years. It's obvious. Look, I don't need footage of the rock in the gym to know if he works out. It's clear. Have you seen his arms? Dude, have you seen the rock's arms? It looked like he curled Kevin Hart all day. One Kevin, two Kevin, three Kevin. I don't give a damn about what an N-word tape would mean for Donald Trump. I care about what it would mean for black people. Wait, what, what do you mean, right? Uh, look, think about it. Whenever Trump crosses a line, it only emboldens people who follow, it only emboldens people to follow him. He says, Nazis are fine people. Now Nazis throwing block parties in DC. He says, the press <laughs> is the enemy of the people. Now everybody trying to pimp slap Wolf Blitzer. The last <laughs> thing. The last thing we need is his supporters hearing him say the N word, because then the floodgates open. We're going to hear Trump supporters using that word everywhere. Excuse me, nigga. Uh, can I tell you niggas about the specials? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start boarding niggas in Group A, so if you line up, <laughs> line that ass up, niggas. They're going to turn this world upside down. I guarantee you, when, they, when these Trump supporters hear that, they're going to turn MAGA hats into NAGA hats. <laughs> NAGA hats. Nigga, America, great again. I don't, I don't think that works. No, because you, you, you're saying it wrong. You got to say it like this. Nigga, <laughs> America, great again. <laughs> That's how you say it. I, you put a comma. we will add a comma. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Now I'm relieved that the tape hasn't come out. Hold on, man. Don't get too comfortable. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Trump drops the N-word in a speech before the tape gets leaked. Because if he's smart, he'll realize that when he says it in public, he gets away with it, just like he did with Mexicans and Muslims. Now, all of a sudden, the N-word isn't racist, it's presidential. Damn, Roy, that's really a depressing thought, man. It's depressing for you, I'm selling these Naga hats. (laughs) I got 10,000 of these things ready to go, $60 a pop, but I'll give you one for 40, cause you my nigga. Roy Wood Jr., everyone. We'll be right back.
0: <laughs> welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is the author of How To American, An Immigrant's Guide to Disappointing Your Parents. The comedian and actor is also starring in the new movie, Crazy Rich Asians. Please welcome Jimmy O'Yang.) <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm a big fan of yours from uh, Silicon Valley, and now... (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Now you've got the book, and you've got uh, Crazy Rich Asians, which is coming out to much fanfare. People are really excited about this. Can you feel the buzz as well? I've
1: been feeling it for the last, like, three weeks. We've been on this press tour, and and, and it's crazy. They're actually spending money on us, which is... (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. Like, like we, we, they, they sent out three teams. Each of us hit, like, three different cities. And the reactions from each city is amazing. You got right. the really heavy Asian populated cities, you know, like, say, Boston, New York. We expected a good turnout from them. But then when we went to, like, Dallas, and people still loved it, and I barely saw any Asian people in the audience. It was white people, black people. It's just such a universally fun movie to watch. Right. That... I'm just so grateful to see everybody enjoying it. It's really doing well.
0: It has like, what, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Everyone is enjoying the cultural
0: significance of the film. It's funny because Ronnie Chang is on the show, is also in the movie. And when he came to me to tell me that like they wanted him in the movie, he like really undersold, he's like, hey man, so I might need to leave the show for a few months to go do this movie. Uh I think it might be a little bit big for like, you know, Asian, the Asian community. And he sold it like it was gonna be like a little indie movie in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And then I saw this come out, I was like, Ronnie, this is major, this is huge. And it really is because for 25 years, we have not seen a Hollywood movie with a full
1: Asian cost. That's a pretty big deal. Since Joy Luck Club. And I think going in, I mean, Ronnie probably wasn't underselling Like, because we didn't know, we intellectualized it. Like, we understood it's right. important. It's, uh, you know, statistically, 25 years, first studio movie. But we didn't feel how special it was until we got to Singapore. When you got, like, the most beautiful, talented, funniest Asian people from all over the world. Yeah. You got Asian Americans, Asian British, Asian... Australians a- from everywhere. You know, uh, Ronnie, Asian-Malaysian, right. right? Like, <laughs> which sounds amazing, by the way. <laughs> Asian-Malaysian.
0: Asian-Malaysian. <laughs> Asian-Malaysian. I'm gonna start calling them in the office and I'm gonna get a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the movie is also great. That's what I enjoy mm. is, you know, like oftentimes when people talk about diversity, people always make it seem like it's charity. Right. But it's a great story. And you play a character who, like, seems like the most fun ever. Uh-huh. Is it true that you, you also try to go for the lead, like, the really good-looking, handsome <laughs> lead? <laughs>
1: Thanks for putting it that way. Um, <laughs> yes. When I first got the script, not every day you get a script that's Crazy Rich Asians with a full Asian cast. So I right. talked to my manager. I picked up the phone right away. I'm like, guys, I know I'm usually the funny guy, you know, like, like, the character actor, but let me, this is an important movie. Let me try out for the leading role, right. okay? And then my manager was like, "Look, Jimmy, I don't know how to tell you this properly, but um, they're looking for a good-looking guy for this role. And uh, you know, here I am. Here I am. So uh,
0: yeah, but you, okay. but you, you crush it in the movie because you oh, play like a Versace-wearing mad
1: potty animal. Oh, it's awesome! It's awesome to play that guy. Right? Because you get to go as big as possible to so just fill the screen with any energy you have, kind of pent up inside. Yeah. Because I think normally." As, as functional members of society, you can't just act crazy. But, but with a character like that with billions of dollars and he doesn't care about anything, right. he, he lives his life like as if it's lawless. So it's just so fun and freeing to play somebody like that. You also have a cast that
0: is all Asian, but at the same time really diverse. And don't get me wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it covers every single aspect of Asian culture. Yeah. But it is interesting that you said so many people come from so many different walks of life. When you were on, on set, did you feel that? Because I remember when Black Panther was happening, people were talking about how this, the set felt different. It was a new experience. Was Absolutely. it
1: similar on, on Crazy Rich Asians? There was some kind of magic. When we all just hang out, you know, eating dinner, I didn't have to explain, oh, let's go to a Chinese restaurant. It's, like, authentic, but, like, not that exotic. You can handle it, you know? We were all just so much on the same page. We all just loved the same kind of food. We all sang karaoke every night. <laughs> It was great. You haven't lived until you've seen Ronnie Chang sing Backstreet Boys. It's amazing. Man, you are just giving me ammunition on Ronnie Chang
0: (laughs) nonstop. Let's talk a little bit about the book as well because um, I I love how your book talks about your journey in America. How to American, Mm -hmm. An Immigrant's Guide to Disappointing Your Parents. Um, It really is a universal story that is all about yourself becoming an American citizen and the journey that you went on. Why Why do you think it's really been as difficult as it has been for you to understand the difference or the difficulty in duality, being an American, right. but then also being Asian and staying true to your roots?
1: I moved here when I was 13 from Hong Kong. 13 is probably a tough age for anyone finding themselves, but I was in a new country with a new language. I couldn't really speak English very well. And also, one of the hardest things, aside from just making friends in school, was dealing with the pressure from your parents, the expectations of growing up Asian. Right and they value um, obedience. They, 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 they value finding a real job, right? <laughs> yeah. Which like I'm say, obviously not doing right, right. now. <laughs> but, but in American culture, it's the complete opposite. We value independence, and, and, and we, we value pursuing your dreams, whereas my dad, ever since I was little, has told me that pursuing your dreams is how you become homeless. <laughs> so how do you, which one do I pick, and how do I go about doing this? <laughs> When, when I started doing stand-up, like, my, my dad thought I was crazy. He doesn't, he doesn't even know what stand-up was. Right. Like, we never watched stand-up in Hong Kong, you know? My first stand-up, like, that I watched was BET Comic View when I came here. Right. And that was, like, a cultural experience. Yeah, I can only imagine <laughs> it wasn't just jokes, it was like about culture, like when they were talking about white people do this, black people do that, I didn't know any of those stereotypes right? but that was like broad strokes of America that I learned from TV and watching these comedians which is in a way culture tellers right? that's why I became really interested in doing stand up and my dad still till today calls it a talk show (laughs) which I guess I'm doing now so it's fine (laughs) I'm, I'm actually doing a talk show you have a great book with a great
0: story. Congratulations on the film. Thank you, man. How to American is available now. Crazy Rich Asians is in theaters nationwide. Jimmy O. Yang, everybody. Thank you. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook,